0: How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. But no matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil. The eyes of all future generations are upon you. And if you choose to fail us, I say we will never forgive you. Ah!
1: Hi, welcome to Last man on Earth. My name is Lex Durgan as always in flanked by Matt Ralston. Much like you, when I read in the newspaper that a thirty seven year old West Hollywood man had been arrested for sexually assaulting his dog in photos on social media, I told the kids here they wouldn't be seeing Uncle Matt again for a while. Turns out we all jumped to conclusions. Matt remains above the law. How about that vegan died, huh?
2: Well <laughs> N- I mean, I didn't think about it till now, but what if the
1: dog was into it? Is that a crime? How come it's always a pit bull that gets fucked on uh, on social media? It's always a pit bull for some reason. Is it? Yeah, it's always well it's a rescue, they're always rescue dogs. I think no, we look at different websites. Nobody fucks, pure, nobody fucks a nobody fucks purebred. I'm more of a New York Times. They're, guy. they're all rescue guys. That's the guy from uh, Well,
2: that's the last dog I'd want to fuck because they're dangerous.
1: Uh yeah. Or I'd like they, to fuck a passive. Or dog. maybe they make maybe they make you do it. I don't know. Uh they're pretty brutal. But did you see you saw the Dr. Phil clip of that guy? I did. Fucking, have you seen that guy dancing in his underwear in West Hollywood?
2: I've not seen him around, although he looks like a pretty typical character. That well, you might see it Mickey's or Revolver.
1: He was your, uh, your first choice for roommates, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. But I, actually, if you noticed, that the, I don't know if you saw the comments and the, the story about this guy in uh, West Hollywood who was uh, banging his dog on social media. He's a mentally disturbed guy, obviously, but he dances in his underwear in West Hollywood. Uh, and he was on Dr. Phil. Where Dr. Phil like just takes insane people, then pretends that like they're sort of have they're just quirky. Yeah. And then he like treats them as if they're quirky and then he lectures them he about He
2: acts very smug and condescending, which is like anyone in this room could act superior to a mentally ill, yes. quasi homeless person. Yes. It's Like, oh, I really got my shit together. I'm better than this fucking methed out. Like <laughs> what you know what Dr. Phil got in trouble because he would I don't know if you remember this story, but they um, they'd have people come on that had substance issues and whatnot, and they got caught because they were stocking the room with bottles of fucking hard liquor. Oh, really? To get them fucked up, nice. So Dr. Phil could raise an eyebrow at him.
1: He's a he's a weird he's a weird fucking dude. Someday they're gonna find all this shit in his closet. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fucking it's gonna be fucking amazing, and then he's gonna interview himself on Dr. Phil and get himself right. So he's definitely a rubber suit, you know, dildo up the ass candidate. Yeah, oh, I, I fucking blame find me.
2: him in a Motel Six. Why is it always a shitty motel? <laughs>
1: why, why not?
2: Why not check into the Sheraton? Respect I told yourself. you a
1: story about my my uh, cousin who's a funeral director. What he does, he goes to the like, scenes of Mar- where people have died. Usually, mm-hmm. old Jewish men, and uh, I think it's a specialty. And uh, at least ten percent of the time, they're found in motels with like cock rings and shit like that. These mm-hmm. are all like seventy year old Mary guys. Mm. And he uh, removes all the sex toys and cleans up the mess before the coroner arrives. He's doing the Lord's work. Yes, he is. So that's his service. That's his service to the community is to uh, clean up all like ten percent of the dudes who die just die with fucking cock rings and dildos. Anything happens
2: to me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need someone to delete my browsing history. (laughs) Yes. Just you know,
1: (laughs) when someone died, like they got the Angels pitcher like, like last month died in the motel. You know, I mean, obviously, he was in a motel too. Yeah, he was in a motel also. That's can you, you not do drugs in a fucking Westin? What is happening? Not if you're doing fucking fentanyl, I don't think. Smoking <laughs> fentanyl, uh, but you always wait. They always say we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened, and you just wait for the horrible story that comes out like four weeks later. Yeah, why don't they just fucking prep people by saying we know it's going to be something fucking horrible. <laughs> we don't know what yet, but obviously it's either drugs or prostitution. What else could it fucking? Yeah, I'm be? not
2: a medical doctor, but I'm pretty sure 35 year olds don't don't just peacefully expire
1: now. Um, now, without some outside <laughs> <laughs> factors, does that? not ha- in a in a fucking cheap motel motel in a drug party town. <laughs> uh, this week's show is sponsored by Bill Belichick, pretending that Antonio Brown wasn't a rapist for an entire week so he could use him to win the Patriots' opening week game. There's something to be said for coaches who actually believe in the winning isn't everything; it's the only thing line. Congratulations, Bill. You may now kiss your daughter on the lips. Ew!
2: Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I don't think Brown's a rapist. Anytime a yes, guy's a accused of rape, yes, and and the chick continues to hang out with him and go to his house alone. If I got raped by someone,
1: well, that's that's Rose McGowan, right? Yes. Well, that's a lot of them. Yeah, that's a good. Point.
2: And they're like, hey, I know I raped you uh, last Saturday, but <laughs> you want to come by for dinner? I'd be like, no. I'd be
1: mean, like, what do you have? What do you have? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> is it is it sushi? I love sushi. I'd go with a rapist to sushi. Uh, it, well, look, the guy is like all the stories have come out now since then. Maybe he's not a rapist. He is fucking, fucking trouble. Yeah, he's a psychopath. <laughs> Huge <laughs> fucking psychopath. Trouble. Belichick doesn't give a shit, which I kind of admire about him. Yeah, they took uh, was it Gordon last year? They take anybody with problems as long as they win. And the best part about them taking Antonio Brown for that first week's game, knowing that he was released from the Raiders for all his problems and sort of knowing about the rape. Was uh, that they just featured him in the game? They threw to him in the first pass. They like featured yeah. him heavily in the game. Not like we're gonna hide this troubled kid. No, it's like fuck. He's gonna get open. You're man, like, he's our new guy. <laughs> he's our new guy. Like if we get three touchdowns before the police come, it's like we're going for it. What a weirdo. I mean, how do you even differentiate now? Like if a football
2: player is a psychopath like he is, you want to be like, oh, he probably has you know CTE, he probably has brain damage. But like, what if he's just an asshole? uh you know, how, and wide do you, re- how
1: do you separate the two i'd say wide receivers are just assholes if they're assholes like a linebacker has been hitting the head a lot maybe i don't know it was he's definitely a weird because he was texting the
2: the girl that he hooked up with and apparently he jizzed on her back yeah so it's like okay well that happens i, I get that but then he was texting her he's like yeah you just mad because i jizzed on your back it's like how about you just don't repeat that? How about we just, you know leave that unspoken? Well, like, there was that tape I don't know where, what happened.
1: The tape where he farted like and during the like, with his lawyer and stuff like that. Wait, he's <laughs> a trouble. He was like farting like in his lawyer was like, recording in his lawyer's office and he was just farting over and over again. Like that's just, just a dick. Move. Intentionally. I think he's just like five years old and he's just like fucking mentally unstable. He's a great receiver. His dad by the way. was
2: in the NFL.
1: Was he really? Uh, no, his dad was an
2: elite, he was either in the NFL or he was an Olympian, no, he's in the NFL, his dad was. He yeah. grew up in Florida, dude, there's something, I'm telling you, man, there's something going on. Have you ever met a person from Florida, but more specifically Miami, that isn't kind of retarded?
1: No, Florida is like, especially South Florida, yeah. I mean, well, the upper panhandles where all the fucking uh, wh- uh, white uh, radical Christians live, uh, and take down the strip bars, but yeah, the south, south of Florida is like, it could be like Venezuela, basically. It's fucking third. world. I don't even think like, they have
2: schools. I mean, I think now. it's socially acceptable to drop out of junior high school.
1: Yeah, that's where Epstein had those girls like working the like the high school crowds for him, like hiring high school girls to solicit other high school girls quite easily to basically come give him rubdowns at his place when they're like fifteen and sixteen years old. Yeah. That's what it is just like it's what was that movie, uh, uh Bully or the what's his Harmony, Corinne, whatever those movies. Like where the teenage the, like the thirteen to fourteen year olds are all fucking just fucked up adolescents having sex and drugs and stuff like that. Oh right. Always set in Florida. Like the Ryan Philippi Yeah, it's always it's always set in Florida. The kids are never in school, they're always like drinking and doing like fucking Coke crack when they're like fourteen and just living outside trailers. It Ugh. actually sounds like a great childhood, by the way. I had a girlfriend <laughs> from Florida. God
2: damn, she was stupid, but really hot. <laughs> yes. And she complained to me. This should have been a red flag. I, I'm ashamed to say I continued fucking her. She was complaining that her dad owned a bar and that they were being forced to serve black people.
1: Yeah, that was her complaint. Yeah, you shouldn't be forced. And, and you she's like, be voluntary. Well, "Well, that's what I said." And she was <laughs> like, "No,
2: you don't understand. He could like lose money
1: cuz the other white people don't want to go now." And I'm like, Oh, Florida! This was like five years ago. Yeah, Stop what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Unless it was Antonio Brown, then they would fucking <laughs> serve him. <laughs> I, I like my favorite is University of Miami. Ultimate F- Florida thing is University of Miami, which is all just like uh, speaking for myself, all like rich white Jews, mm. and then like fifty p- huge black dudes from the fucking like worst part of town playing football. Yeah, that's it. And giving each other, and they give each other gold chains for for turnovers for turnovers. Like I can tell. Gold chains.
2: I can tell just facially, if you show me a mugshot of someone, I can tell you with 90% accuracy, if they're European, if they got that Polish sort of you know, Eastern European look, yeah. I can spot that right away. And if someone's from the deep South, Florida, Mississippi, I can tell by how far apart their eyes are. I can really? just tell by a lot of different factors. You're talking about
1: black and white? Black and white. Yeah. The black guys are, are enormous. You don't hear a lot of Nobel Prizes coming out of like the South Florida. No. There's not a lot of great cancer research. <laughs> there's like a lot of, I mean, I think they even do the the uh, the, the rocket research like in California, then take it to Florida to launch it, because no one in Florida could actually figure out rocket science. So there's nothing there's nothing going on there. Uh, Matt, I want to do a special shout out today from Austin from Richmond, right? Austin, not Austin Richmond. Austin from Richmond, one of our favorite fans and audience of uh, Last Man on Earth. We all, I think we're down to four people, so we really got to treat them <laughs> nicely. I think you get a fur coat or something like that.
2: Thank you for listening.
1: Absolutely. We're, uh, Matt will show up at your door. He's visiting, you're doing a tour like Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> visiting Facebook uh, Facebook users. You're going to go visit Last Man on Earth users. I think, I really think there's four, so it's just a few stops. Uh, don't forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash earth. Thanks to all your patrons. Got this shit now before it disappears. I think it's down to like us and just white supremacists now on that platform. <laughs> and we're not doing well among the white supremacists. So we got to work a little harder on that. There's good money there. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook also Last Men Podcast. Alright, on to the show. Matt, I know you uh, shed a tear for Ed Buck when he was finally arrested in West Hollywood. Speaking of like guys in West Hollywood that are kind of sexually fetish nuts. That guy was killing, Ed Buck was like the, they always call him the Democratic donor. I don't know what that means. Exactly. I don't know what it means either. Well, it just means he, he he's, donated, rich. he's rich and he donated to the local, I mean, everyone's a Democrat in West Hollywood. So if you don't, he donated to like four of the five city council people, to Newsom, to Garcetti, whatever. I mean, I suppose if he lived in a Republican state, he'd be a Republican donor. Because basically he was just trying to buy people off. Yeah. So I'm not sure he's a Democratic donor so much as he was just fucking buying local <laughs> politicians off who all happen to be Democrats.
2: He lives his well, his weird fuck pad serial killer den <laughs> yes. is a, a stone's throw. It's a block from my house. It's one street over.
1: Oh, I'm not surprised by the neighborhood you live in. Um, he actually, so Ed Bach was a weird dude. hasn't As far as I can tell, hasn't worked in 20 years. Made millions on some tech thing in the late 80s. Yeah,
2: he sold some kind of website zappos or something along yeah, those yeah some
1: lines. data some customer acquisition data acquisition thing made millions and basically spent the last 20 years like injecting young black prostitutes with meth he has a fetish which is a very weird fetish which which verges
2: on uh, manslaughter yes. he likes to inject like you said gay well i don't know that's just who's probably willing to do this he likes to watch people overdose
1: yeah, he likes, how fucking weird is that? He injects them to the point that they pass out, and then he does the, the jizz in the back thing, like you like so much. <laughs> and uh, but like, he, it's not, it's, it's not, he doesn't get off apparently. First of all, they're all they're all black, which is obviously there's a problem right off the bat. Yeah. If you're a rich white dude and you get off and like trying to almost kill like black guys, that doesn't look good. I agree, it's a problem. Although, what
2: percentage of gay prostitutes are black guys?
1: I'm, that, I assume that's a rhetorical question for yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, those, It's a bad look, though. It's, all it's his, pretty nasty. His victims have all been black, so clearly he gets off on the black thing as well. And also, like you said, maybe that, that's the, the people who are willing to take 200 bucks to be, be injected with a lethal amount of meth in his, in his living room and then have jizz on their back. Uh, two of them died. Two of them died like in the last two or three years. And they had prote- Like, Do you see the protests outside his apartment?
2: I didn't physically see it, but yeah. I mean,
1: people are actually like, the families of the victims of these guys who basically got lethally injected and then died because lethal injection implies you die uh, from the meth overdose as he's like fucking stroking one out uh, like, on their backs. I mean, my,
2: my comment to the
1: families would be,
2: where were you when your <laughs> beloved child
1: decided to go into uh, gay porn? Yeah, uh, but, well, yes, I mean, they didn't make great life choices, and obviously they maybe don't come from great families, but you still don't want to see your kid like die that way.
2: I would I would say that's really yeah low on the list of <laughs> it's not what I would want for my unborn uh, child right. but the the latest guy so what happened is he was doing the same shit and the guy OD'd but he
1: essentially ran away like a Silence of the Lambs type of yeah, thing. yeah imagine like with his pants down around his ankles like <laughs> fucking half like just trying to get down the staircase like rolling down the staircase running away from like this like 140 pound like white <laughs> old white dude it's fucking scary as shit. And
2: I know they showed his um when he was getting arrested, 'cause I'm I'm kind of fascinated by people that that do meth because they're they're somewhat functional, but then they showed the usually they show his head shot. Yeah. And the teeth, right. It, yeah, he's missing a bunch of teeth. Yeah. So he must do a lot of math. The teeth I don't probably. know how much meth you have to do to lose a tooth, but it's gonna be a lot I've
1: met like ex meth addicts, like I mean talking like fifteen, twenty years ago now. They haven't done it for fifteen years, and they still have that look. I mean, you just can't get rid of it. The eyes are just fucking sunken, and the teeth are just rotten. Yeah. So they get the new. Sometimes they get the new fake teeth, so they look like Whitney Houston, but they have the sunken eyes. Dude, I yelled at these two meth addicts. I was at the Rite Aid by my house, and I was with this
2: girl. Things were going well. I say, why don't we go by the Rite Aid? We'll grab a bottle of tequila, have a couple of margaritas. I think we all know where this is going. Oh yeah. I'm ten minutes early. It's one fifty. And there's these two guy and a girl, these meth addicts. They have the look like you're talking about. And they're returning items as, (laughs) of course, that's what they're doing. So they're returning all these items that they'd obviously stolen. And they were fucking cock blocking. They were fucking my shit up because there's only one uh, checker. So I'm like, look, I was was essentially yelling right at them. I was like, we all know what you're doing. You're committing a crime. You're trying to, you're fraudulently returning things. And the black security lady was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs)
1: mm-hmm. Anyway, I was
2: just yelling at him, and I didn't get the booze and still had sex with the girl. So
1: is that story that Matt yells at math addicts?
2: Yeah. Nice. I wouldn't recommend it. It got off fine in this case, but probably not a great idea.
1: When I was in, uh, I worked at Macy's in high school. What am I, like my fifth favorite high school job. And uh, they had this policy. People would like take shit, like the drug addicts would come in or whatever and come in and take shit right off the shelf and return it like to the register. Like, they just grab shit and return it, and they would take without returns with that receipt. And then, of course, the security guards would follow them out. They'd arrest them later on or some (laughs) shit like that. But, like, the the 17 year old like me wasn't allowed to do anything. So they just told me to process shit. Mm -hmm. So, these fucking, like, I I don't know what drugs they were on back then, the crack people just come in, like, grab like fucking comforters off the wall (laughs) and, like, 10 feet away from me and say, I uh, bought this last week. I need to return it. I fucking all day long I'd be processing returns. That happened a lot. A lot. And then they'd go out the door and the guy would arrest them and shit like that. I fucking I'm like, come on, can we just fucking stop this, dude? Didn't like you
2: almost want to tell him no, just to spare him the
1: No, I want to tell him like just go buy something from another department, man. Don't do it in front of me. Like they grab it like right off the shelf. I'm like, I just fucking stock that, dude. Like because yeah. fucking shit him, man. That's how you're in your four fifty an hour, man. Uh but so here's a question about Ed Buck. Like, how much do you think that he actually, I mean, by making these political payments and so like that. So two guys died like within the last two years, and they never arrested him. They kind of said, like, he said, like, people came over, willingly to my place. They did drugs on their own. He had him sign some fucking sort of affidavit waiver release. Really? Yes. If like, I ever go
2: to someone's house and they ask me to <laughs> sign a waiver, I'm walking. You
1: in. know who did that? Charlie Sheen did that. With the uh, with the people he gave age to, right? Uh. He had him sign the thing saying like you may get basically I may fuck you with my age dick like unprotected <laughs> and you can't sue me. <laughs> so also like you can't film here, or I'll fucking sue you, some shit like that. But he had everyone sign waivers, which of course so there's your example of people who ask you to sign waivers when you come to their parties. Yeah. Uh, Justin Bieber did it too actually for filming wise. that I could sue your ass. Well, you I film- get
2: like don't don't air my dirty laundry, yeah. but if it's, you know, for sex,
1: like if it's for drugs, it's you, like I'm
2: doing something illegal, so I need you to sign off. But you on can't
1: it. sign a contract away like your criminal right, your criminal rights, right? So you would no. Ju- a guy got prosecuted because he went on Craigslist and he said, uh, you know, I want to
2: like cut someone's dick off and murder him. And some guy was like, cool, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> yes. And then he.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they went on trial and it's like, no, that's not okay. Like, you're, you're still, just because the guy agreed to it, you're still a fucking criminal. Is that like Craigslist Berlin? Because I feel like the stories always take place in Germany where like some guy agrees to be cannibalized and like eaten for like some sexual fetish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> a chef in Japan that cooked his own dick and fed it knowingly to a, a dinner party.
1: That's Japan, though. Yeah. I don't, I got to learn those fucking symbols like on the menu. It, <laughs> like, it looks like severed severed penis. So did Ed Buck, do you think he got special treatment? I mean, clearly got, is it white privilege? Is it fucking political donation privilege? Is it gay West Hollywood? I donated to fucking all these people privilege?
2: I think it's status privilege to a degree. I mean, I heard just, I don't know much about it, but I heard they were, it's possible they were building a case. They didn't want to bring him in on something really minor. Like
1: two dead black guys. He ejected (laughs) with meth and then fucking spooches on in his apartment.
2: Yeah, but couldn't you say if he had a, de- a defense lawyer, who I'm sure is pretty good, that they willingly, they just overdosed? And That's had, what he said. But yeah. there's
1: a, so they actually, they never really got him. The city never got him. They charged him on just fucking having drugs in his house, running a you know, drug house or whatever. Uh, but the feds came in with the charges of, lethal, of injecting, some, knowingly injecting somebody with a narcotic. Without a license or but whatever the fuck how it was, how
2: could it be proven? Not with the most recent guy that got away, but how could it be proven that he injected the guys as opposed to them doing it themselves? I, I don't.
1: That I, oh, because the guy was alive, they got the living witness. No, but before that, oh yeah, I see. What I you're think saying. they might have had.
2: So, it might be that they had so so high of a concentration of drugs in them that physically you could prove that they couldn't actually remember do that. No, that oh, they, they could they, do it to themselves. They would be so incapacitated that you couldn't. I don't really know though. It's
1: some weird shit. I think this is the you need vigilante justice. Shouldn't someone just have fucking knocked them off? Like shouldn't someone like from the fucking gay black twink <laughs> prostitution community well, just yeah. fucking knocked them off one day? Like that I feels mean, like it, an that feels like a Cinemax movie from the, like the late 80s where like fucking Avenging Angel just goes in and like kills them on behalf of all the other prostitutes.
2: Yeah, I mean I could have done it really just you know show up with a Domino's pizza. Like he lives in, yeah. in a, there's nothing
1: I see a flaw in your plan. You would have been suckered into the fucking meth injections for two (laughs) hundred bucks. Well,
2: if he's offering, yes, I'm already there. Uh, But he lives in like um, it's not a secure. There's nothing wrong with the building. Nothing against the people, other people that live in the building. But it's it's one of the crappier buildings in the neighborhood. I mean, it's.
1: He seems to intentionally be a rich guy who lives in a not-a-great area so that he can ply his trade. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so very obvious. Well, it's he... kind
2: of the same with the Motel 6 thing. Why can you not do weird shit while high in a fucking nice pad? I oh, don't... they do.
1: People do, but they cover it up. Didn't you see why does Ray... he have Did to... you see Ray Donovan? No. Like, when they no, had... like don't... rich people get fucked up in hotels and kill their prostitutes, they have a guy who comes in and cleans it all up for them, so you never find out about it. That's a good point. The Motel you know. Six guy will take fucking ten bucks from TMZ to spill every spill everything.
2: Yeah, I guess I, I guess doing doing drugs is always bad, but if you're rich, you know you don't see a lot of rich people, you know, scratching themselves at the bus stop because they're just they're living in nice uh, homes. I'm
1: just kind of happy there's a West Hollywood a, a murder story that doesn't involve butt fucking. Is that like is that too much to ask? This doesn't know. involve. No, he apparently never penetrated the people. He just got off on the whole like uh, it was like a like a Cosby thing. That's some crazy serial killer shit. Yeah, that's that's what Cosby did. Cosby never penetrated the women. He just fucking knocked them out cold, and then he fucking jerked himself off on them.
2: That's that's even worse. Isn't
1: that worse? That's worse, right? No, I think it's better. Really? But it's not well for you if you wake up. But I mean, it's still (laughs) that means it's weirder. You're more mentally deranged. At least you can understand a guy who's like trying to fuck somebody. But a guy who's just fucking getting a heart on, like, injecting people with drugs, that's it's till he really died. creepy. That's super creepy.
2: But I don't know how much his his position... I don't even know how rich he is, but I'm assuming quite rich. Um, he's only paying these dudes a few hundred bucks. I mean, the... Well, why pay more than you need
1: to? Don't you? <laughs> I don't know, Clint, I mean, uh, Trump Clint, Trump paid 250 grand for fucking, uh, fucking sex with Stormy Daniels or whatever the hell he paid. Yeah, well, Trump's a fucking <laughs> idiot. He's uh. no He's no yeah <laughs> Matt, I want to move on to uh, 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 Swedish teenagers. I know you like Swedish teenagers. This one you can't ta- just uh, just uh, just a disclaimer. You cannot mention fucking this chick because she's while well, she's legal in Sweden, not legal in the United States. Uh, yeah. Also, she's uh, seems to be mentally disturbed. Uh, Greta Thunberg. I think I'm mispronouncing her name properly. She was a girl, the environmental girl, who seems like uh, like she reminds me of every. Angry social, like a sort of, sort of student council person I went to high school with. Yeah. Like, do you have any, any born agains in your school in high school? Mm. Any, any scolds, like any no, of those? No, we had Mormons. Really? Same. same but thing. they didn't rant. They they were kind. They didn't rant. Mm. We had like born agains in my school, like four of them who would like tell everyone how they were going to hell and stuff for drinking and having sex and stuff. Oh like no, that.
2: those people would have got their asses kicked. Uh, and I mean, you that. can't
1: kick a born again Christian's ass. It just sort of like <laughs> it's just like. I mean that's I mean yes they're horribly annoying but like they're born again Christians you can't beat a born again Christians it's just like that's not the thing to do Um, you mock them and make fun of them and pull the chairs off from behind them and fucking (laughs) steal their shit but you don't fucking beat them up Uh, because that just then you know you're just proving their point you're just proving their point so Greta Thunberg is 16 she seems to be mentally disturbed she is mentally disturbed as a matter of fact they keep calling her like on the autism spectrum which she is. But she also has a history of like emotional distress and cutting herself and self injury and all this other stuff.
2: What is wrong with our country and media that we're so her thing is climate change, right? Obviously.
1: Yes. Why are we not listening to, uh, you know, a, a scientist? I don't know. Like, why does a sixteen-year-old Swedish chick? By the way, why does like what does being Swedish confer upon you as a title of intellectual superiority? <laughs> like, I like, think there, oh, she's she's Swedish. We have to listen to. There
2: her. is a faux veneer, yes. al- almost almost like a, a reverse racist thing. That yeah, you assume anyone from Scandinavia is is very
1: intelligent, or they and they know and they care about the world more than the rest of us. Like they know like because that's where the Nobel prizes are given out. I don't know. Like that's where like. So I've been to Sweden. I've lived in Sweden. And you're as fucking dumb as fuck as we are. There's no, there's no evidence that Swedish people are any smarter. No,
2: they, like, chain smoke. Like, their best restaurant is, like, at a gas station...
1: I, I mean yeah. I like them but Attract, attractive looking young ladies I will say that pretty uh, racist good good vodka not huge fans of the uh, no. Laplanders no very very they have murder and they and they you know these were old vikings who just fucking raped and pillaged In Sweden with the nazi thing I, I just always like to mention they did, they that They did they did they they were they were I like when people consider, when people like historically label themselves as neutral to the Nazis, <laughs> like they weren't like Nor- Norway was clearly against. They fought against the Nazis. Yeah, but Sweden lists themselves as neutral. Like, how are you neutral against the Nazis? What does that mean? Like, <laughs> Nazis like we're going to kill six million Jews. You're like, well, we have nothing to say about that. Like, <laughs> like we're just see how that shapes we're, up. We're neutral. We don't like to judge, so we're going to let that one slide. Wow. Uh, and meanwhile, by the way, you can fuck all our if if you're a lieutenant or higher, you can fuck all our ladies because you've yeah. seen them You have seen a nice uniform. So uh, the stick comes to like America. On a fucking sailboat of some kind for three weeks, just so people can't say she came on a plane. And she's, she's got meant. I feel, I used, to, at first I really hated her, obviously, because I just can't stand anyone who yells and scolds people, even if they're adults, but especially a 90 pound girl screaming at everybody. And by the way, if you're going to scream at anyone, screaming at the United Nations people, because who gives a fuck? They're all fucking horrible people. So that's fine. Well, I don't want to sound like, like an old, you know, miser. You're getting there. But, uh,
2: I, I will not listen to anything a 16-year-old says. Never, I, never. They don't know what they're talking about. No. Even you, even if you told her that climate
1: change was fake, she'd probably be running with that. She uh, apparently grabbed on this climate thing, because like, you know, she was in school in Sweden. This is like a lot of the schools in L.A. They're preaching this climate apocalypse. She is mentally disturbed to some level, and aspie and so forth. So she clung to this idea. She's unable to rationalize the fact that like maybe they're hyping this shit a little bit. So she literally believes the world is ending, and like seven billion people are gonna die. I actually agree with her. I know you do. You're nuts like she is. But why why not, is it coming
2: why is it coming from her? I, why why are they not talking to a, a climatologist? Because at they put it
1: because those people don't get to speak to the United Nations and have live coverage from all the media networks and cause a huge shitstorm.
2: How is she even allowed to talk to the
1: United Nations? They I don't know. I don't understand what's happening. And she sued like twice <laughs> she sued like twenty countries. And the problem is like so here's a weird thing. Like her parents or someone else or some climate groups put her up to this shit, and she's clearly mentally ill. This is not going to end well. You saw her. This is not going to end well. She's going to be institutionalized at some point.
2: I actually didn't really know that she was super crazy.
1: Yeah, she's like well, she's trouble. She's a troubled girl. She clung onto this apocalypse, end of the world thing, like beyond a scientific with beyond scientific reason, which she doesn't have at sixteen, just into this like sort of religious zealotry. Do you think
2: she's read over under? Like, has she read a? A uh, uh, academic paper on I, climate I, I change? I would bet
1: she has because she's aspy and she's probably really smart. Yeah. So she probably has all read all that shit and she speaks five languages and blah, blah, blah. I hate when people say someone speaks five languages.
2: I, I don't give you any credit if you're European.
1: Because you know the last person, they said that about Melania, right? They always say that about Melania Trump. She speaks five languages. Like yes. okay, she's still a fucking she whore. She can like, say anal like,
2: and <laughs> yes, like <laughs> five thousand dollars in ten languages. Yeah,
1: yeah. Pay now, sex later. I get that. You can <laughs> say it in multiple languages. And the, minute they, the minute they label Melania Trump and other like flight attendants as like speaking five languages, so they gave up on that. But this girl's legitimately probably a fucking. They girl. did that with Kobe Bryant too. It Always. pissed Oh really? Me off. Oh yes, you're right. Because he was born in Italy, so he's like yeah. speaks so he his, speaks some Italian. Yes. Like
2: yeah, you grew up in Italy. So yeah, <laughs> not really impressed with that.
1: No, so. But they—they're using—they're clearly exploiting this girl. They clearly found someone who would get a lot of media attention, who would could speak to the United Nations because she's sixteen year old and sort of cute. Although when she ran, she looks like she's. You fucking think she's retired. like a Manchurian candidate type she, of person? And they—they they, they label her like the next Joan of Arc, who, by the way, was I believe died a very horrible death. Um, she's God. God spoke to Joan of Arc right when she was fourteen or fifteen to lead the fucking Catholic rebellion or whatever the fuck it was across well, France. All those
2: saints were schizophrenic. I mean, you go around talking to God. That, that, it means you're having a conversation with a person that's not there.
1: Yeah, and she led an. Ar- she was 15 and like led an army of people before she was fucking flayed or skinned and, and She was fucking murdered. Or whatever the hell happened to her, which I is probably what's hot. She was. Hot. <laughs> she was uh, I don't know. Like French, 15 old hot. To blend in as a man, you can't be too hot. Did she blend in as a man with that? Yeah, story? she like fought. Oh, I in see some war. war. But well, she led like an army, shit. but they knew know. she was a young chick. I don't know, but this other—they're all sort of masculine. These girls, you know, they're not like obviously these aren't cheerle- these aren't cheerleaders because they have better things to do. Right. Um, but can you? I guess you answered my question. Right. There's nothing a sixteen-year-old could scream at you about that you would like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Like I need to like think about I've been living my life because you know no, I'd I'm be whatever. i
2: like, <laughs> <be laughs> like you don't know what you're talking about unless it was like some very specific thing. Like oh, this little Asian kid can play like. You know Bach backwards and like you know, I'd be like,
1: all right, I'll listen to him about Bach. You're like, I'll take piano lessons from that kid.
2: Yeah, but I don't care what he or, thinks about. Or
1: if it was a victim, like a first hand victim, saying like some chick who was sex trafficked or something like that had some horrible story about what happened to her, like in Thailand at 14. I'd listen to that and say she was like, you know, kidnapped and all shit. That's a sad story. I'd listen to that. But this girl doesn't have. first, she's just reciting sort of a, a speech without any sort of academic citation about shame on you. The world is ending. You don't give a shit. Um and fuck you, I'm a Swedish sixteen year old girl. And they all applauded her while she's scolding them, which is like a bizarre worse sexual fetish than Ed Buck. Like this chick is like She's
2: the type of person where I would do this thing that is really annoying. So if she was talking to me about climate change, I'd be like, um, oh you got an iPhone, huh? Do you know where the where that's mined, where the uh Uranium or whatever the fuck is in it, like you know, I'd be like, where'd you get the, oh, those Nikes? You know where those are. Made? I'd start doing that too. Dude, you're
1: wrong because they swept her of all her like fucking illegal trade. Uh, Did products. They? Yeah, they she thought was, like, this out that way. She had like fucking hemp shirts on. Holy and like, was shit! Was wearing like fair trade, like That's a real deal, vegan, fair trade, vegan, whatever the fuck she was. No, they, I think they had like some fucking you know group publicity group like sweep her down for anything that could like like an asshole like you would come by and <laughs> yell at her about. I would have got shot down. <laughs> She's like, I haven't eaten in 93 days. I'm a fair trade whatever, and I'm uh, donating my fucking feces to nigeria <laughs> for or something like that they had her come on a fucking boat because they knew that if she came on a plane the first thing people would say like oh how much did, how much jet fuel did you put into the air God, i hate here. her i'm i'm like a <laughs> hardcore
2: environmentalist although not not enough that i've stopped using plastic bottles or anything oh, but her. i fucking uh i really hate her just based on this because uh, it's so manufactured and they
1: also here's the thing so they set her up so she's if you if you if you make fun of her she's a child but you should listen to her as an adult. Like, she's not a child when she's speaking. Like, you should listen to her. Like, she's as smart as an adult. She's telling you adult things. You should listen to her. But if you say she's fucking an annoying, fucking scolding, full of shit, then she's a child and you're attacking a child. Yeah, we got to wait two years <laughs> so we can fuck her and tell her to fuck off. Yeah, well, yeah, I, uh, you mean figuratively speaking, of course. No, uh, I'm going to try and bang her. Nah, she's going to fucking cut your dick off and sold to the fucking Japanese sushi chef because. She's she is fucking literally. I've seen that face before. And that face is like at sixteen already. That face is fucking insane.
2: Got the bobbit thing going.
1: And she's an apocalypse She's an apocalypse person. So she's just like a, a. You know, I get the climate thing, but like she is like literally like an apocalypse per, Armageddon person. Hmm. She believes the world is fucking coming to end. So she will take a knife and fucking cut out your fucking. Well, organ. if the
2: world's gonna end, she's probably gonna want
1: to suck a few dicks first. Why not? This live? really turned really poor. I hope the uh, I hope the fucking media comes out <laughs> <laughs> for attacking. I think 16 is legal. I think Sweden is like 12. I don't know. They're very sexually advanced there. I'll say that. In Norway, the kids in uh, elementary school, they do practice safe sex. I'll give them that. They're very big on safe sex. Mm-hmm. But in fourth grade, they, their sex ed books have positions. Sex, really? Sex positions in fourth grade.
2: Isn't that kind of a int- intrinsic thing?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, no, but it's like... You have to learn? Instead of having the little stick figures, like, you know, when my sex ed was like the stick figures, and you didn't. that was really not very self-explanatory about what went where, they actually have like 19 different... Intercourse so their positions. sex
2: ed is just like a full on point. They're like try try blowing a guy with an ice cube in your <laughs> mouth and see if that works. Well, it's but not just
1: it's not actually sex ed to be like procreative or scared of sex. It's like you should enjoy sex and here's how you can really dig it. Yeah. <laughs> so That's a weird thing to be teaching. But dude. then they give everyone they give everyone condoms and put them on the pill and all stuff like that so they don't have kids so they, and they you know I so would just take a negative I wouldn't demonize it, but I wouldn't be like Hey, you know. Well, you, I think it's. I think it's. Hel- I think it's like healthy. No, I mean, sure, they're not fucking all nymphos. I mean, some kids still don't want to have sex, but I mean, they figure like you're thirteen, gonna start banging each other. Mm. So why not have a good time and have sex sex? It's very yeah. progressive. Very progressive. I you mean, can, if you're in middle school, there, it's probably ri- I don't know, a lot of. You see a lot of AIDS-ridden Swedes. No, you don't. Just fuck this crazy chick. I had this th- a theory that she came here and she was just yelling at everybody. And she should have done her foreign language. Just yell about how there was like no lingonberry jam in her hotel room, and how pissed she was at that. She could be she could be yelling anything. By the way, she's going to be deceased like within a year. That's the sad part about this. She's going to be institutionalized or deceased. She's got that whole child. You after. think she's that crazy? I think she's being she is being used and pushed to the limit. We're like she's speaking to like all these gatherings now and doing these fucking media tour and all the stuff like that, and it's just going to feed her mania and she's going to do something fucking nuts. She's, she's going
2: to kill herself, and then yes. her handlers are going to like move her like into the Sahara and say she died <laughs> of like sun exposure because yeah. of the, the global, global war. war.
1: <laughs> the one degree Celsius took her. There's nothing we could do about that. <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you another fucking weird person. I want to ask you about Mark Ronson. You wrote a nice piece on Ralston.net about Mark Ronson, who well, I haven't heard from him in a long time, so I don't know if he's still... Still DJing, is that he wrote the uh, Stars Born song? Oh, did he?
2: In the shadow.
1: Yeah, I didn't see the movie, man. Sorry, it's
2: really stupid. Yeah, his brother is like a hundred years old, and he's like, "Oh, I'm from Arizona. Uh, my brother was in a uh, Civil War." Uh, you uh,
1: but you're talking about Bradley Cooper now?
2: It, yeah, it's just it's a not ret- Mark Ronson. It's a stupid movie. Oh uh, no, yeah, Mar- not Mark. But I don't you, think uh,
1: here's before you start on this. I don't know what how the Ronson family has so many like sexually ambiguous DJs in their family. They have like three. There's like Oh, it's is her, his, her Samantha Ronson is the, oh, his and sister, and there's another one, Charlotte, who's also like bisexual, some weird something. Like, how do you raise a family of like all the kids turn out to be like sexually ambiguous DJs? I would guess it's some Downton
2: Abbey like super old money. It is really old money. We have no real problems, so we're gonna. Just act like douchebags. We're gonna DJ like,
1: and just sleep around with people of, of different sexes. Yeah. So uh, I want you to explain your story. But he's. What's a- the
2: last time you saw a poor kid that was transitioning?
1: <laughs> no, uh, never. I want to talk about that later. Or or a DJ really? <laughs> or DJ? DJs? You got to come from money to be a DJ. I don't yeah, know why. Because DJ equipment isn't that expensive, but you still. It seems like more people are trying to be. Well, you got to have an awful lot of privilege to claim as a profession
2: something that literally any person can do.
1: Yeah, and also, if you were a real DJ without entitlement like the Ronsons, you probably have to spend a good five years getting paid zip, and poor people aren't down for that. So they're not going to fucking, you know, they have to pay rent, man. They can't spend five years in a gig trying to get the name out there. Right. So they're not going to play fucking clubs for like $11. They can't be free. writing off their ecstasy purchases on <laughs> no, the taxes. Exactly. So you wrote a thing about Mark Ronson, who's a sapiosexual, is that the word?
2: Yeah, that means someone that's attracted to intelligent people.
1: And I couldn't tell if you were angry at him for apologizing for the fact that he pretended to be a marginalized uh, sexual preference community or the fact that he was lying about the fact that he's a sapiosexual.
2: Um, no, I don't think he did anything wrong in outside of apologizing because I think what he meant was I like... You know, I, I like cool chi- I like I like chicks that are smart, and I'm that's, sure.
1: And that's what sapiosexual means, right? Because we all have to look it up.
2: Well, then the I guess the new definition from some unnamed group, which I'm I'm quite certain does not exist. They're saying that that it's above all else, like that's your main, not not your like main. Like that's that's all that you care about. Like you will fuck a 500 pound, 90 year old person if they can do a bunch of algebra. Is, nice is their theory, and I just. I don't believe it. I don't think that there is a single person <laughs> who is who just fits. likes to fuck
1: smart women or f- smart guys.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's definitely people that appreciate smart people and they find that attractive. But it's there's no way that that's the only thing. It's obviously when you're attracted to someone, it's a combination of a lot of different things.
1: So you're saying when like college chicks sleep with their professors not because they're so smart and they really admire their intellectual capacity, it's not, it's it's more of a daddy issue perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, well... We're trying to get a good grade. We're
2: trying to get a good grade. I mean, I think that's part of it. I'm sure, like, being a smart, interesting person certainly helps. It makes you more attractive.
1: But not necessarily being an intellectual powerhouse. Is that what he's saying, or just saying, like, you're conversantly smart? Or is he actually talking about chicks who have, like, PhDs? I think...
2: I don't know. I think he was just saying I appreciate a woman that can hold a conversation. I think is what he meant. That's so gay. And then there <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: I mean, who says that?
2: But the thing that weirds me out is that he then apologized and and did it in these, you know, stupid terms of of I uh, um, I didn't mean to insult a marginalized community. And I don't I literally don't know who he's talking about. There <laughs> are not a bunch of people who are like we are sapiosexuals and and if, and why would, he, why would anyone actually be offended, even if you were this thing that's not real? Why would you be offended if he said that? It, oh, it's I think so he was, fucking
1: strange. I think he was trying to say that, like, sapiosexual does not rise to the level of, like, transsexual. And therefore, claiming, making an intersectionality claim of being a sapiosexual should not be seen as, like, me trying to evoke the privilege that is due to someone who is transsexual, say. Like, I'm not trying to, like... But single no ma-
2: one would have thought... No, no literally no one thought that. No, well, I guess
1: someone did. Who's he apologizing to? No, the first thing people thought was, I don't know what the hell sapiosexual means. And the second right. thing they thought was, I thought you fucked dudes. That's right. That's exactly what everyone <laughs> see, thinks when they see Mark Ronson. Like, I don't know what it is. I thought you are just fucking gay, dude. I don't, or bisexual, <laughs> or whatever the hell you call yourself. Uh, it, but it... it so, I, the interesting part about your piece was that... Um, People who, the lady who called herself a sapiosexual on on, uh, whatever fucking grinder or whatever you're on (laughs) online, Bumblebee, whatever the hell you're on, (laughs) Bumble, (laughs) Bumble, Bumble. Uh, I honestly don't know how people, I know how people hook up online on dating sites. I don't know how, I believe that every stat about people getting married who have met on dating sites is just false. There's just no way that, like, I understand what people hook up on dating sites. There's just no way that people are finding their perfect match on Match.com, which, by the way, just had to pay like some untold millions of dollars for. The fact that they were lying to people about matches, the matches they had, showing them all sorts of hot chicks who liked them and stuff like that when they are all fake again.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I was ever, I've definitely hooked up with a lot of chicks on Bumble, but if, you know, theoretically something happened and we were getting married, I think the first conversation, or, or even in a long term relationship, first conversation I'd had is, uh, Tell everyone we met at a Lakers game. <laughs> yes. We are not going to advertise <laughs> we met on Bumble. that we were
1: two whores <laughs> like
2: <laughs> jerking off on Bumble.
1: But <laughs> isn't Bumble the female-led one? Yeah, the woman has to initiate the conversation. But ironically, it works out better for men generally.
2: Well, I think so compared to so there's Hitch, which is like young USC chicks. There's Tinder, which is like we just want to fuck. Like, yeah. Let's drop the whole pretense of this. And Bumble, which is pretty much the same thing, except like you said, the woman has to um, say the first say hello. Basically. So it's like
1: feminist-driven pretense. There,
2: there are respectable people on Bumble. Yeah, like you know, it's like I work at uh, Pepperdine and I'm a lawyer and I'm on Bumble. They they <laughs> they made it this veneer of like it's like a professional legitimate dating like site. A, well, no, they they kind of pretend it's like a networking thing. Oh,
1: like LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay,
2: But it's not, because there's a picture of your, your ass on it.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I've noticed more and more of those on LinkedIn. They're coming up on LinkedIn. Really? Yeah, and also the great thing about AI, the AI function on uh, LinkedIn, is if you look at... So women, it's funny, because the big thing on LinkedIn... I'm on LinkedIn a lot. The big thing on LinkedIn is that uh, you're not supposed to like sexually uh, exploit women or like comment on their looks or ask for dates or things like that. But tons of women, especially in the sales field, put these fucking big, titty, like blonde hair photos of themselves up on LinkedIn... I nice. go. Don't comment on this. I'm a professional. But by the way, you can hire me over this fucking dowdy chick with a flat chest. And <laughs> then when you find that when you find that person, it shows you people you may also be interested in, in linking in with. It seems to do it by looks, so you get like more busty hot chicks like showing off their tits, like in, from all sorts of industries and fields. So it's sort of like playing into the fact that you're actually just there to fucking you know jerk off over girls who have jobs.
2: So they're kind of they're putting it out there, but at the same time they're like, I'm a t- I'm a professional. They always say, hey, leave this
1: no. leave this for Instagram or some of your comments for Instagram are like, oh, ladies, how many times, like some lady will have like fucking a shot of herself with her, her blouse half undone and her breasts out. And like, ladies, how many times do you get like awkward, out of context dating proposals from men on LinkedIn? It's so horrible. I'm like, ah, put a sweater on? Well, Maybe sure. put, a, put, a sweater, put a sweater on. I don't know. I'm
2: sure it works. I mean, I think you and I have, Discuss this because we're you know pretty oh who we would hire pretty smart yeah, you know, yeah. Your, your first instinct would be to hire the the nine but really you should be hiring some ugly dude so but I bet you it works because you know obviously I'd be I'd, I'd either legitimately or not be accused of <coughs> sexual harassment I'd probably end up banging my assistant and then she'd get mad and sue me so I just don't want to put myself in that position well
1: you have to be very careful too because if you're on like a, a, a system like LinkedIn and you can DM with somebody yeah. You have to assume that those DMs are going to meet. They're not going to be public because you're not you know, necessarily... There's no reason to make them public unless you're some Harvey Weinstein or something like that. But you have to assume that they're They're being recorded and they're public and it's supposed to be a business workspace. So when you talk to guys on there, DM with guys, maybe you'll you know, talk about like, you know, make some jokes. Something like Not like fucking off-color jokes, but like some football jokes or some other shit like that. And it's fine. But if you're talking to a woman on there about the same, you know, just getting to know somebody about like we're going to do this business together, work together, I want to fucking sell you my script or whatever... You got to be really careful about being informal, mm-hmm. because you're may, you may be quoted. You may find your fucking DM and a quote on LinkedIn as inappropriate. Like, someone sent me this inappropriate, you know, uh, DM on here when it's supposed to be for business, and they're being very socially forward. So it's totally a double standard on there. I mean, a guys, not going to say like if you like make a joke about Antonio Brown to some guy on there, he's always not going to go like, oh, this guy wrote this Antonio Brown joke and it was so offended me. But if you t- tell a girl like something like, you know, whatever, this, I saw J-Lo on TV, and she looks still looks great, who knows? That could end up as, like, an inappropriate, I'm just using my well, own I, life examples. Yeah, I mean,
2: I definitely talk to guys and girls differently, yes. and I'm not a sexist person, but when I talk to a guy, I have essentially no filter, and I just say whatever the fuck I think. Is that true? I've noticed that in the <laughs> last three years. <laughs> when I talk to a <laughs> chick, I'm thinking, A, I want to sound cool so I can yes. try and fuck her. yeah. And then, if I can tell she's not interested or has a boyfriend, I try to not sound like I'm trying to fuck her. Yeah, which just comes off as as, um, as awkward. And uh, you, you know, and then there's life. the the paranoia about seeming like you're harassing him. Well, online
1: because it's so recorded. choose it's all my rec- words more clearly. It's all recorded. That guy, remember that we covered that guy. The photographer asked, t- told the woman he'd do the free shoot photo shoot. She said naked photos. Yeah, and so she reprinted all these conversations online. It's all recorded. I and you have to th- It's just assume it'll be dumped somewhere or, you know. Local- I have,
2: anytime I hear about, uh, it's usually a guy and, and he's he's done something wrong. He's been abusive. And, and he's, you know, he's said a bunch of fucked up shit. Your mom's a cunt. I have the text message right here. <laughs> anytime someone's recording someone without their knowledge, like audibly, or like sharing selective messages... I'm going back on the on the person doing that. I think that's fucked up behavior too. Oh, it
1: totally is, but that doesn't help. That doesn't help you in the moment. I want to finish up with Mark Ronson because you seem to be very upset by him. I'm not sure if it's like your latent homosexuality or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, is your cont- is your contention that guys who say they are sapiosexuals are just full of shit? Is that your general contention that they like smart mm. chicks?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, I think it's because you're all
1: worked up, dude. That's why I was trying to.
2: get... Well, it's a word that was. It's a new word, I think. And so I was. a girl on Bumble said it in her bio. It said a sapiosexual 35 African-American, whatever it was. And I wrote, or she said hi. So I go, what's your favorite book? Thinking she's like some kind of intellectual. And she goes, books,
1: LOL. (laughs) I'm like, uh. She got you. I don't know. She fucking reeled you like a fish, dude. She's the the female version of you. She was just putting shit out there to fucking hook up. sapiosexual that'll get me a guy who's like has a job i guess (laughs) and i can fuck him so in case something goes wrong he's got he's got work well it made me realize though maybe i i thought
2: if you're a sapiosexual you're attracted to intelligent people i thought that meant that you sort of value intellectualism that you yourself are, are are well read and and interested in fine arts and whatnot but That's not necessarily true. No. It could be like, I'm into Asian chicks. That doesn't make you an Asian.
1: (laughs) They used to use the word culture. Does that word no longer use? Who loves culture? I think that would suffice. I mean, I hate that. Anytime I see someone write that, I just would run the other way. There's certain things. The the word museum makes me cringe.
2: Yeah, there there are certain things that only assholes say. Um, Sapiosexual being one of them. I liked the book better than the movie. (laughs) Yes. Um, What else? I have a hybrid you know nothing wrong with having a hybrid but just sort of putting shit out there there's some other ones i can't think of, like
1: the ones that make you seem like a sapiosexual basically
2: yeah but i'm still i mean and i didn't really follow up on this very much i i only saw the headline and read one article about it of course that's deep (laughs) research
1: for you dude
2: (laughs) (laughs) fucking fake news but i i'm curious who pressured him to apologize
1: Oh, they all have publicists and these fucking ladies who run around Hollywood and like see something and hyperreact and say, "Mark, Mark, you got to apologize." Someone wrote a fucking bad tweet about you and shit like that. And the guy just goes, "Okay, fuck, I'll do it because you know I have all these friends in the fucking transsexual community who go to my shows and you don't want to be pro- you don't want a pro- fucking five person protest outside your show." Yeah, everybody caves and everyone caves in Hollywood. I mean, everybody caves. So I mean, Dave Chappelle didn't cave, you know, but most everybody else caves because honestly, at the end of the day, he probably has a high percentage of gays in his audience and people that are really into this activism and then fucking you know this cult, this culture of like identifying victimhood based on who you like to fuck, which is a weird thing
2: this has got to be as far as this can go Could, could it
1: get more absurd than this uh, I don't know I'm waiting for someone To do fucking The bestiality thing and Just claim it as a fucking Claim it as a victimhood Maybe that fucking Sexy vegan guy From West Hollywood Just claim it as a victimhood
2: Well bestiality is interesting Cause like Say it some sure, It
1: sure is Matt Say
2: <laughs> Say you're a guy That wants to fuck a cow Um It's perfectly legal To kill a cow Yeah So why Wouldn't you rather Be fucked Than have your throat slit
1: I can't tell If you're doing a bit Or you're confessing To something <laughs> I don't feel like the, I might rather just die, but I'm saying I don't. I don't care about the guys fucking the animals. Like the an, I don't care from the I'm not the PETA guy who cares about the animals' perspective because they probably fucking enjoy it <laughs> to some extent, right? If you're a cow, I mean, and you fucking go 25 years just waiting to be slaughtered, chewing grass, waiting to be slaughtered. Fucking some fucking redneck sticking his dick in your fucking vagina. Probably like, okay, you know, whatever. That's kind of cool. I don't think you barely notice. Probably barely notice. At best, they think like, oh, that's a new sensation. Maybe it feels okay. Yeah. But I think the guy needs to be arrested regardless because he's so fucked up. Who knows what else he's doing? (laughs) I want to talk about, Matt, I want to talk about uh, women who cry at work. I know you've made a lot of women cry at work. (laughs) So I sent you that article about this. I didn't understand. So there's, there's every time, like it seems to me, like every time, this is what's happening in 2019. Like every time women have issues, like just natural female tendency things, like crying. Instead of just saying like chicks like to cry, which we've all known since we were born, right? Chicks like to cry; they're hormonal. I don't know if they like to cry, but it's sort of no, they they they, they, they cry a lot more than men. They it's cry a natural. It's a, a natural hormonal thing, thing. A hormonal thing. Yeah. They cry, or they see something sad. They cry, or they cry together. They probably cry in the women's room. I've never been in my that. sister. God Lover cried when she saw a cockroach in yeah, her kitchen. Really? Mm-hmm. Cried out of what? What was Hys- the emotion? Hysteria. Oh, hysteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not because she was like, had oh, you have to kill it? Like cry because she had to kill it or something?
2: No, she was just emotionally overcome by yeah. that <laughs> so, little, little creature. So
1: we as men, as logical, rational men, understand that women cry. Uh, but somehow this new thing is like women, the foibles and weaknesses of women have to be now no longer seen as, as weaknesses and, and, and foibles of their gender. That men have as well, their own, uh, let's say fantasy football. And, uh, uh, <laughs> but they have to be now elevated to some sort of like high. This is like a, a sign of excellence. Like this yeah. is no longer, you're no longer crying because that's the weakness of your gender. You know, like you're, the fact that you're overly emotional, hormonal, which used to be seen as weakness of your gender, is now a sign of excellence. So I sent you this article. The woman wrote an article about how. Crying at work is actually a healthy sign of a healthy company, a strong company, to have women who are able to cry at work.
2: My friend's girlfriend, who I like very much, told me the same. Yeah. It's okay.
1: It's not only okay, it's like now a sign of like a, a leading company. Now you're, you're you're gonna be fucking Microsoft. If women cry at your office, you're gonna be fucking Google. Whereas the people where that don't that shun women cry in their office are just fucking be doomed. Uh it, like we don't do it's the opposite, by the way, the opposite is male anytime men ask for things that they want to do, like. Hey, hey, we could use a second urinal in the bathroom because I'm tired of waiting an hour to fucking t- take a leak. Oh, fucking male privilege, dude. Like, what do you need a right. second bathroom? <laughs> what do you need a fucking urinal for?
2: I mean, I was going to say it's a double standard because, you know, well, maybe not. So if you're a CEO or a boss, you're an aggressive, testosterone-laden, you know, you're... You're aggressive. You're no nonsense. You're you no ro- you no roast, bullshit.
1: you fought your way to the top. You're an asshole, yes. basically. A.O.
2: No one's commending that. Nope. No no one's commending oh, I got in an argument with a guy in the seven eleven parking lot over a parking <laughs> spot. I punched him in the face, then he pulled a gun out. No one's like, Oh, that's just natural male <laughs> behavior. No. You know, it's like a, that should be celebrated. But thinking about it more, <clears throat> crying at work is harmless, isn't it? It's it's not like for the women. For anyone. It doesn't really
1: matter. Uh, have... I mean, I guess it's... I mean, you, don't, you don't want a fucking room full of crying people. That seems like it would be very disturbing. No, but like it's... Like, if I can't wear fucking shorts, you can't cry. That's my, <laughs> that's my fucking rule. If I can't wear my sandals, if I have to wear closed-toed shoes, you can't cry. You can't ball your eyes out.
2: It might be one of those things where... Kind of like having an um, emotional support animal. Like, if you're crying at work all the time... Yes. You might want to get some psychiatric...
1: Help. Well... I've t- heard from women before, the mysterious place of the women's room, uh, that women cry in the women's room all the time at the office. Like, really? they go, like, yeah, it's like, it's just a bodily function, man. It's like taking a shit. So, you know, you have to take a shit, you go to the bathroom. Women have to cry because they're hormonally driven and something just, you know, cross their fucking brainwave and makes them cry. And they don't want to cry in front of everybody because it looks weak. And so they go to the bathroom to cry. And this is like the whole nursing thing in public. And everyone's shaming, supposedly shaming nursing people. I think it's okay to go to the bathroom to cry. They got a couch in there as far as I know. Like, why would you sit in your cubicle and just ball? Because you're going to make people What are very... you talking about? They have a couch in the bathroom? Yeah, they do, in the women's room. What? Yeah, they have couches in the women's room. What Dude, the fuck? Have you never walked in the women's room accidentally when you're... Yeah, so the women have the, all the gender-neutral bathrooms. Well, it's being... They lost out the gender-neutral bathrooms, by the way, because they don't want men to sit on the couches.
2: Yeah, there's now one gender-neutral bathroom and one women's room. The women's unclear. room still has the couch, by the way. How that works. They have, they okay. have
1: couches because women have to sit there to cry. So depending...
2: I feel like you're making this up, I'm but not. depending on the job, if you're uh, an astronaut, right? Yeah, I can imagine that. Um, and you have to make some kind of last-second decision. Do you want someone who's going to start crying, or do you want a guy who's going to like uh, not be crying and emotionally... With it, and you know, flip well, I feel right like switch. I feel
1: like women have been. Like, can
2: it be detrimental in in a high pressure
1: job? I mean, there's this whole emotional IQ thing, which is, I think, is bullshit. Um, I mean, yes, if you're like work with school preschool teacher, emotional IQ seems kind of important. But, like you said, if you're an astronaut, emotional IQ probably not important whatsoever. Um
2: I think being dead inside
1: is the best
2: option. Yeah, having could. no emotions isn't that like you never see a an army sniper. We, the guy we, that works for SEAL Team Six—if that guy starts crying, he's off
1: the team. I think we talked about we'd rather have a president who's a pedophile, who's like very like <laughs>
2: that was one of our better <laughs> t- yes ideas. But like
1: you know that a guy who's like just fucking dead inside <laughs> and like is like has a mustache <laughs> and like doesn't have like covers all his tracks and is very meticulous. Yeah, like he's he knows how to get shit done. Mm-hmm. Versus a uh, you mentioned this to me on, on Skype. Like, what if Elizabeth Warren started cr- was president started crying? Like, what if she was just like, like, at, 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 like the Russians were attacking, or whatever the fuck's attacking us, and she just starts crying? I think, rightfully so, our
2: enemies would consider it a sign of weakness.
1: Yeah, that's why. I mean, the only thing Trump does well is he's fucking nuts, so people don't know what he's gonna do. They're like, fuck, he's nuts, and he's got this finger on the nuclear trigger. Yeah, they're like. What if the fucking fucking crazy orange guy pushes a fucking button or just attacks us because fucking Melania won't blow him anymore? I mean, they don't really know what he's gonna do. Isn't he's, it fucking crazy that he's orange? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Have you ever met an orange person? Did you see the? Uh, uh, oh yeah, if you go to South Florida, by the way, you see a lot of orange people. So it's just it's a South Florida thing. It's a weird thing, but there are people like the old uh, people retirees, now, they're all orange. It's weird, yeah. It's like I might be racist only against the orange oompa loompa, oompa loompa people or something like that. Um, but it, it's like so women crying, fine. Of course, I think no guy goes like women's fucking stop crying. I'll kick your ass. Like no one's like complaints to the HR like oh Pam keeps crying in the fucking marketing department. We got to stop her. Like, no guy would, it's just like the nursing, it's this, it's this faux thing, it's like the nursing, like, what guys are telling, like, complaining about, oh, a woman was nursing her baby, this must be stopped, There's an out, it's an outrage.
2: Well, how would it work in, um, which I honestly don't know, I know the military about five years ago stopped doing uh, what they called negative reinforcement, which mm-hmm. is when they're like, you're a piece of shit, your mom's a whore, keep doing push-ups.
1: Yeah. They, they realized uh, that was like my whole childhood, after a childhood. Couple, uh, 150
2: <laughs> years that that didn't uh, work. Yeah, that, that people
1: actually just got kind of sad. And um, well, it, it technically, it worked on like the guys who used to be in the military right. who all had like were just like savagely driven, low self esteem guys. <laughs> where like you just challenge your fucking manhood, yeah. just like football. You challenge your manhood, and they'll go fucking kill Same themselves thing, for you. Yeah. But now that they have a much more mixed, diverse group, it doesn't work anymore but especially does, for women.
2: Right. So I'm wondering how that would work now if you're like uh, crying, an army general, and you're like do. F- 10 more push ups, you ugly whore, and then she starts crying. Yes. Do you have to, like, is there like a like a mediator that has to come, like an HR person that's like, hey, she's allowed to cry for 10 minutes and then back to the push ups? Like, I, I don't no, know.
1: I have no clue what the fuck it is, why women <laughs> cry. All I know is it's not a sign of superiority. And the idea that they're pushing, fine, you want to cry. First of all, no guy's ever complained about women crying at the office. Anything. All, here's my. All all complaints about women at the office place take place from other women. Only women complain about other women because either guys don't care or they're scared. Like who ratted on who ratted on Marge? Who was crying? Like like who wants to be the dude who's like yeah I did? She was crying. I went to fucking file a formal complaint. <laughs> like no one's gonna be there. Like oh her fucking top was inappropriate, so I went and filed the complaint. You know or whatever. It's always other women who do that shit. Yeah. But the idea that you're gonna elevate like, like let's face it, crying is a weakness of the gender. It's a frailty of the gender. Maybe in the fucking existential sense, it's really a great thing. But at the office, it's not a great thing to be crying like in your cubicle. So but to elevate this no, is like you're doing a job. I mean, it, it, like imagine if, if um, let's see, there's a clutch
2: free throw. I'm trying to think of a game. Let's just say hypothetically, you know, the Lakers are in the finals.
1: LeBron, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, you got me upset. Three seconds left yep. on
2: the clock. lebron has got to hit two uh, free throws to clinch the game. And he starts crying.
1: He does cry a lot, though, doesn't he? He actually does cry. I
2: think Bosch cried a lot. Not
1: during the game. LeBron does not cry. He just complains like a bitch. I but, think uh, <laughs> he does do some crying. He cries after games a lot. There's nothing worse than seeing a man cry. I hate fucking seeing guys. When like Michael Jordan, when he, that shot of him with the with the trophy, the first trophy, I think it was, when he was had his arm draped around, he was crying, his eyes out. And like, dude, like, I mean. I mean, yeah, they're like, you don't realize how much work went into this? I'm like, I don't know. Everyone works, man. Like, You got to play basketball. Well, sometimes you get <laughs> so overwhelmed. wasn't that hard.
2: Overwhelmed. I mean, I went with this girl I was dating to uh, the Abbey. It's a gay bar. Very fun, though, but very, very loud. You know, they pumped the music in. Just, uh, very stimulating, very yeah. overwhelming. Thanks even. for
1: setting the gay bar scene, dude. Uh, yeah, what <laughs> uh, I, was, I was wondering what it was like in there.
2: We walked out. I thought everything was cool. Like, hey, I had a good time, had a few drinks. And she just,
0: like, she started just, just started crying. That's not good on a date. Like, what
2: the fuck is
1: going on here? She's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's just it's overwhelming. Like,
2: I don't, I, just it's not a, not a
1: response I would have. No, but you're not going to, like, fucking, like, leave her on the street. I thought it was right? kind of cute, actually. But yeah. I, I did think it was weird as well. I don't, I don't this whole thing, is this whole, like, I don't understand why the, the male stuff is all male privilege. And female like weakness is all like now has to be re- 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 repurposed as a, ex- a sign of excellence. Like it's not crying is not a sign of an excellent office. Women crying in the office not a sign. Of, it's just a sign that fucking men are really really fucking uncomfortable.
2: It would almost be analogous to a
1: guy jerking off at work. I don't see that at all. But yes, I'll <laughs> go with you. I'll go with you on this.
2: Well, I'm trying to think. Maybe a guy. You know the guy that clears his throat like to kind of yeah like. Uh,
1: what are guys? I don't we, know
2: what some guys do that's equally uh, as annoying as crying they
1: look at down. One? They look down the ladies' tops, or they they at the lady. There's always these complaints about how the guy at the office checking out the lady's ass and the skirt or whatever. I'm like, that's natural too, by the way, but that's not really approved at the office. Like they never say like guys checking out the hot secretary at of the office is a sign of a great workplace because well, men, are to be he, free. <laughs> men are allowed to be free with their fucking natural instincts. It's the exact opposite. That scene well, is what
2: like, am I supposed to wear a? A blindfold? What? How am I going to not look at the girl's ass when she's changing the copy? No, the
1: guys are still looking. They just have to be more fucking circumspect about it. But they never—you'll never see an article from a guy like "guys fucking getting boners, checking out the hot chick at the office is a sign of a great company." That's just not going to happen. So, guys do that. Women cry. We can all fucking get along as long as the guys don't touch the chick, and as long as the girl cries in the couch in the bathroom, we're all we're all fucking fine. That story bothered me more than any story this entire fucking week. I don't know why. Now we got an email from Owen about uh, uh, trannies, tranny children. Wow, Owen, fucking very progressive. Statistically speaking, isn't the rate of parents raising their little boys as girls approximately 20,000% higher in Hollywood than the rest of the country? Is there any way to statistically explain this massive anomaly? I sent you that photo of, uh, ironically, in coordination with Owen, that photo of Megan Fox... Those three girls, oh, right. who were boy, who were actually boys, yeah. Somehow all, and she's not the only one. There's a fucking, uh, uh, what is his name? The Charlize guy Theron. Charlie Stiren. Charlie Stiren adopted a, but here, here's what I understand about Charlie Stiren. She adopted, she went to Africa to adopt a black, a really cute black baby boy, and then immediately, like almost immediately, turned him into a girl. Because she obviously hates men. She fucking... God knows what her history is. You know, her mom shot her dad, who was an abusive drunk. Really? In front of her. Yeah. When why did was... she
2: fuck Sean Penn? Oh, that's like victim... Oh, my God, victimhood yeah. Victimhood 101.
1: I, I get the woman who has a bad dad hates men. And if you don't like boys. You like girls. Why don't you fucking buy a girl? Why, why did you buy a boy, concoct the story that at three, he decided he wanted to be a girl, and then make him a girl? Just buy a girl. Less street I mean,
2: cred. I mean... You know, you, I don't know how you turn a, a girl into a boy. <laughs> well, uh, right
1: now she's just, he's three. She's dressed him in dresses, gave him a girl name. And she says that he came to her at three and said, I'm supposed to be a girl. And she's yeah. like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I
2: probably came to my parents at three and said, you know, I have x-ray vision <laughs> yes. and I'm a fireman. Yeah. And they were like, go oh, fuck off. My parents have a tape Why of me. Why would you listen to that?
1: I like four, and I wanted to be a garbage truck. <laughs> like, like, they didn't fucking give me a mechanical arm, you know, start picking up shit and sending me out in the streets at 5 in the morning to walk around town, like, picking up trash. So it's like, you're a fucking moron. Go shut up and go to your room. I
2: mean, honestly, when it, when it comes to this, and, you know, I, I definitely lean libertarian, and I'm not a fan of, of the government, but I think it's child abuse, and frankly, I think, so I think they should take the kids away from them.
1: I, I totally agree. I mean, the, the fact that, like, okay, so, like, one-third of 1% of people, adults in this country identify as transgender, but somehow, like it's eighty percent among children that their parents in Hollywood identify them as transgender. Yeah,
2: why is it a coincidence that the people who are sort of, you know, caught up in these issues happen to have the transgender children? Right. Certainly, it's not
1: a coincidence. Well, it's Angelina Jolie. It's it's a Megan Fox, who, by the way, is on record saying she hates men. She thinks men are fucked up. Uh, Who's this, Angelina? Me- Megan Fox. Oh, Megan. She's literally on record like saying, which is so her
2: her. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> husband's a cuck, is
1: what you're saying? She, uh, she, Well, he hasn't worked in 15 years. She says that he's the second man she ever had sex with. She had a high school relationship, and then she met him later on. She doesn't like men. They don't have sex. She says she's a lesbian, but uh, she will not sleep with women because they may have slept with men before. That's how much she doesn't like men. Wow. Yeah. So, that
2: is fucking hardcore.
1: Yeah. So I get. So she, God knows how many times she was molested by some guy when she was younger. I get that. Or Charlie Saron seeing her she dad. She got
2: fired from uh, the Transformers because she was openly talking shit about Michael Bay. Yes.
1: She like and that. Michael Bay was like. Hey, you know there is other attractive women in Hollywood. Why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah, she basically. lost out
2: on a hundred million dollars just by being a
1: cunt. She so she, we know she hates men, and but God knows she's been around guys like Michael Bay her whole life. So what? So she's been molested or whatever. So I get I, I don't mind the fact that a woman a girl's been exploited, doesn't like men, but then then to pretend that has no impact on your decision that all three of your boys, little boys, like three, four, five, six years old. All decide to wear dresses and take on female personas? You're telling me that's, that's a
2: coincidence? That's the mark of a bad person. And I've thought about this quite a bit, and everyone has issues. You know, everyone's fucked up in certain ways and, you know, had bad experiences and whatever. What separates a good person from a bad person, in my view, is someone who takes their issues out on other people. Yes. I think that's what makes you a bad person and that's especially exactly. the most
1: innocent the most innocent defenseless people, right? So,
2: yeah, and that's that's precisely what she's doing and it's it's really fucked up.
1: I always tell my ki- I always tell my kids, since they're little like I'm always like they're picking on someone whatever, they're picking on their little sister or whatever like like go find the biggest kid in your fucking school and take a swing at him. If that's right. what you want to do, if you're angry and you want to get in a fight with somebody, go find the biggest fucking meanest kid in your school and take us take a that's poke out. Pretty at good advice. And then get in a fight and get it out that way, man. Don't pick on defenseless people because that's fucking pussy. Yeah. Like if you just need to get fucking punched and you need to punch someone, go after the big fucking bully kid in school because that's that's you know that's fair enough. No one's going to give a shit. Uh, but yeah, it's always a little-
2: bullies is kind of the same same phenomenon. I mean, their their dad probably hits them. Yeah, and they turn into a bully. And,
1: yeah, know. I've experimented with my kids on kids that. It doesn't that always everyone. work that way. <laughs> <laughs> but so she has three kids. So Megan Fox has three kids, and they have to do these stories. And then the media, you know, Elle magazine or fucking People, has to cover the stories if it's legitimate. Like as if her kid at four or five says so. Her kid's being made fun of at school. Her five-year-old or six-year-old goes to kindergarten in a dress, in dr- basically a drag. Your five, your boys in drag. So even in LA, she goes, You wouldn't think in LA where it's very progressive, like even then the kids are making fun of the boy who's in a dress. Well, I and wasn't
2: a mean kid or a bully, but I I certainly would have made fun of the kid and oh, yeah. wouldn't feel bad about it yeah.
1: to this day. We had a kid where I grew up and he would go to all the high school football games when we were in high school and he was there for like twenty years. Golden guy, beard, stubbly face, you know, disturbed guy. He would wear a cheerleader outfit, the girl's <laughs> cheerleader outfit, to the games. And we all said, Yeah, that's him. He's basically harmless, but nobody's sitting near him. Like that was like like you just knew there was like a forty-year-old guy in a cheerleader costume. You don't sit near that guy, right? We're not. Yeah. You don't need to kill him. You don't need to beat him up or drive him out of town on the rail. Just fucking stay away from that guy. He's got his own just thing going. Keep on. Keep the kids away from him. Yeah, but like, yeah. how could they not send child protective services and to at least investigate how all these boys are now being given girl names and being dressed as girls, and and the, the parents pretending maybe the kids are saying this shit that I, I prefer to wear dresses, mommy. Who knows? I mean, when they hear all this like negative stuff about men for their entire lives, and their yeah. dad's a cuck, maybe they are saying, like, fucking being a chick would be a lot better. But someone's got to stop this until they're, like, 16 or 18 years old. Someone's got to stop the fucking gender-swapping shit that's going on in fucking affluent white areas only. <laughs> you don't see this. There's no way you're going to see this fucking in Compton, right? There's no. no way a fucking five-year-old boy in Compton goes to his single mom who's working three jobs and trying to fucking get by. And says, "I think I like to wear dresses. I want to have a girl name." Yeah, feel like get the fuck out <laughs> of backhand face. the shit out of that kid. Fucking send him out in the streets and tell him to go fucking you know go do some man job.
2: I mean, if I had a son, I don't think I would care if he, uh, you know, if he was like, "I want to wear a dress." I'd be like,
1: uh, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck what you wear, but you're not a girl." No. Well, I would say I would give a fuck what you wear. You can't wear. You can't send your son to school in a dress, dude. You just can't. If they want to fucking, first of all, I just don't. I don't see any even if the kid
2: has some sort of gender dysphoria i I don't see him requesting a dress like that's the most like extreme what what fucking of either gender kids wear dresses yeah don't I, little girls
1: wear fucking pants and I don't well know. I think the kindergarten they their parents dress them so they buy they're always like this is like the kids. Like this is the kids' decision. To do so I'm Like, well, yeah. Who went to the fucking Kmart and bought them the dress? Like, what do you mean this is the kids' decision? Like, they're four. They yeah. got on a they got on a bus and went to Melrose to go shopping at the. No, All right.
2: When I was a kid, I, I'll tell you what I wore. Whatever the fuck someone bought for me. Yeah, and I wore, they were crappy horizontally striped shirts. Not sure why. I Couldn't wear. A white, I had white V
1: neck. Dude, I had wool pants in the summertime. What they were, they were, our cheap- par- <laughs> were our parents fucking with us? I had fucking shirts with zippers on the front. Of the why do kids have to wear retarded clothing? Why, yeah. why can't? Why can't
2: they just wear Levi's in a in a, a hoodie?
1: I, I don't understand. It was well, some kids are. I've been, I've always made sure to my have my kids have fucking night nice, you know cool clothes. And this, by the way, the cool clothes are cheaper than the actual fucking l- lousy clothes. But I had fuck I literally had jeans on my pants that said Husky on the back of them. Yeah, I had husky. husky Husky jeans. It was like on the back, right and label the back like. Just well, you saying, never met a Husky adult. Oh, it said Husky. It said Husky on them, like Husky brand, like. Dude, even the six year olds know what husky means. Fucking, why did you just come with a fat kid? Were you fat? Uh, no. Or were was, you husky? I was husky. I mean, I wasn't fat. I was just like, uh, it was like, it was a Sears brand. They were cheaper, I think. My parents were really big on cheap shit. <laughs> like, they, I mean, I could bless my mom. She got by and whatever she had to do for, for these kids and stuff like that. So, but it was like $10 jeans. It, didn't, it could have said fat fucker on the back <laughs> of them. She would have bought them for me. My son is gay, jeans. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. We actually bought, like, literally in the summertime, the wool pants would go on sale because it was hot out. We would buy the wool pants. I'd have to wear wool pants because they were like, oh, man. They were cheaper. And they always said, oh, oh, this is how I learned where the fucking country of Romania was because all the clothes that we bought were made in Romania. So I had to go in the fucking encyclopedia at school and look where Romania was just to know why it said made in Romania. I was like, wow, exotic. This is really exotic.
2: It was the comedian that said, uh, I want to say it was Sinbad. He said, uh, we didn't have Nikes. We had Sykes. (laughs) Yes, right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Matt, I want to end today by talking about uh, my favorite newspaper in Iowa, the Des Moines Register. Did you see that story about this guy, Carson King? Yeah, I did. It was fucking like, I couldn't even tell what was going on. The story was changing so fast. So this guy was on, uh, he's 24, he works, I think he works, I don't know where he works, he's a a security guard or something like that at some place. He went to Iowa, University of Iowa, because everyone in Iowa went to Iowa, uh, and they all never, ever leave Des Moines for some reason. Um, Iowa's a pretty underrated place. As a state, you mean? Uh, Yeah. People seem to love, everyone there seems to be happy. Well, they're all very well-educated um, yeah, I don't know if I go that far, but I mean, like, well, no, they have the <laughs> best education system in the country. Oh, you mean they're public? Universe. They're more educated than people in New York. But the, oh, yeah, New York, uh, yeah, you got me between New York and California, and probably Mississippi. But they, everyone, they, like everyone I've ever met from Iowa who lives, like, went to school there and lives there, seems to be happy. Like, yeah. pr- pretty happy. Like, they're just this farming, agriculture community, and people are just sort of like, you know, they It's pretty cool.
2: It's it's flat. You know, you're not distracted by hills and yeah. You don't want you hills. You kind of look forever. It gives you a certain perspective. All right, seeing al- the curvature of the Fucking earth.
1: Alaska, dude. <laughs> hey, it's flat, man. Like most people want mountains, dude. Don't you understand? You come from mountains, so you're like, oh, it's flat. This is an awesome, awesome terrain. I was mesmerized. I,
2: did, I knew what planes were, but goodness, I didn't know. You didn't know what big sky meant until they you were went there? They were literally flat.
1: You're like when you go to Montana, it's like, you don't know why it's called big sky country. And you go there, and you're like, fuck, the sky is so sky big. This sky is bigger. Yes, yeah, no, no mountains. It's just fucking. fucking... We got to get Thunberg to explain that phenomenon. <laughs> uh, she may be dead right now. Uh, so this guy, Carson King, went on. Game day was in Iowa with the, uh, is that guy still alive? Uh, the old guy who does game day. He seems like he's teetering on the edge.
2: Chris Berman? I don't no,
1: know. The, old, the old coach. Um, I love game. I actually like game day because they go to fucking even even bad games. They hype it up like it's fucking the craziest game ever. Mm. They go to school and then you have ten thousand people cheering drunk there in the hind. So this guy put up the sign. Carson King put up the sign saying, I need money for Bud Light, basically, behind the... the, the Bush Light, actually. Bush Light, yeah. Bush makes light. him kind of a loser. It is. yeah. Why not, if you're asking for free shit, <laughs> why not step up to the Bud Light? But I think he actually knew the Bush Light would even work better on the on the it thing. It is funnier, actually, <laughs> totally now that funnier. I think about it. And he put his Venmo account on there, and like people sent in like 50 bucks just so he could buy beer or whatever it was. And then he said, "I'm not keeping them." This is the part I didn't really believe that he said he's not going to keep the beer money. He's going to donate to the Children's Hospital nearby because he felt really wrong about getting beer money over the, you know, from the thing.
2: I thought he actually did donate it, but you're saying we have no. No, he did, but it was like fifty.
1: He got like fifty bucks, and he said, "I'm not going to spend. I'm going to buy my own fucking beer. I'm going to donate this money to charity." And when they found out about that, both Venmo and, and Bush. Isn't Bush Budweiser? It's Anheuser-Busch, right? So the same yeah. company. They stepped in and said, we'll fucking match donations of anyone who donates to you. Um, and, uh, uh, and he ended up raising like a million dollars, million, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they gave it to the Children's Hospital in Iowa. And so the Des Moines Register gets this reporter to write an article about him. Who is this guy? Carson King. He's raised a million dollars. He's on social media, all this stuff like that. And they wrote an article about him. It actually was mostly positive. But then for some reason they included in there that he in high school had like two racist tweets on his Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. And when I ever see those stories, I think two things. Like, you know, as most people do, like, why the fuck are you looking at a guy's eight-year-old tweets? You know, back in the Then my other thing is like, why would you keep racist tweets on your fucking Twitter feed? Like I know it was eight years ago, but it doesn't take you eight years to find them and delete them.
2: Well, I think just search
1: the n bomb, search the n bomb on your Twitter feed and take those take those out. I think it didn't occur to him
2: because his his racist tweets, which by the way, it's impossible to find. You so every find article it. is like, yeah, he, he insinuated that. I don't like, think there was an, an African American. Yeah,
1: yeah. Some, it, it was like, he, can you tell me what the fuck the guy said so I can form my own opinion on this? He claims he was repeating what Tosh.0 Tosh. skit about. I think black in one people. of
2: them, yeah, and I think in the other one he was quoting a, like a Kanye West yes. that said nigga or whatever. Um, yeah. But I think it didn't occur to him because I don't think he considered them racist. No, <laughs> I don't he was think like, they were.
1: Well, either. They were slightly racist, and he grew up in Iowa, and it just is funny with all the kids. Like when you fucking the Brentwood kids school here singing the Kanye song with dropping M bombs over and over again. Yeah, they don't think about it because. They all come from a rich white. Why
2: would you think? I I wouldn't think about it. No, but I could see I how. Did karaoke the other day, busted out some Tupac. Did you <laughs> drop some N bombs in that nice. motherfucker?
1: Well, that's at least in context with the music playing. If you just walk down the street, like just yelling N bombs, going like, "Hey man, Tupac," like you're going <laughs> yeah, that'd be a problem. That'd be a problem. So I think there was a, a tweets. You don't want fucking racist slur tweets on your Twitter feed, anyhow. But they this reporter they hired, uh, Aaron Calvin, went and dug into his old tweets and added this into the story that he had these two racist tweets then bush and venmo have to drop out from donating money to the hospitals because they're fucking corporate weasels and the minute they see any trouble they run as opposed to saying like well it's probably nothing he's doing a great job raising money they just drop out
2: yeah that was a fucking bl- uh, bitch made move for yeah.
1: sure and then the, the the weird part was that the editor of the paper defending this reporter who went sort of out of context said this is a standard background thing we do on all people we cover like i'm like it was like no, it doesn't. You don't. No one does that for anything. You don't like no. the old ladies are holding a bake sale. You know, a bake sale story. You don't like go in the old ladies' Twitter feeds and go back eight years to see if they wrote something fucking racist about Obama or something like that, completely out of context. No,
2: and the guy Aaron, whatever Calvin, the, the yeah. reporter's name is, if you look at a photo of him, he looks like a fucking piece of shit. You can tell by yes. looking at some people that they're annoying assholes.
1: Yeah, and when he got he was, so he was fired. Then he was fired because then all the fucking other people on the other side whatever fucking started doxing him went back through his shit and found some like homophobic which is weird and
2: sort of ironically his yeah homophobic or racist, racist. in quotes tweets were yes. even tamer than yes. the guy that he got fired but they had to fire somebody because, got, not fired but you know what I
1: mean well half the people in Iowa are Republicans so they had to fire the guy <laughs> they had to fire the guy the reporter the editor never got fired by the way she kept her job even though she's the one who approved the fucking article and very well they have said, this guy looks like a fucking white supremacist. Well, I heard Twitter her feed.
2: uncle may have dropped an N-bomb in 1978, <laughs> so maybe we should fire
1: her. She so was in the room. So she's out. Uh, but here's the thing. So like, I'm of two minds of this. One is, I don't know how you haven't, at this point, cleaned your Twitter feed of or your social media feed of things that might be racist. It's been on my
2: to-do list for... <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm
1: going back. I might. I might. I don't need to check yours. I'm just going to say you had old racist tweets. I just assume they're there. Like I don't even like. I'm going to look. I'm I'm sure there's
2: nothing racist, but I'm sure there's some stuff that people would, you know, accuse me of being.
1: But you weren't on Twitter when you were 16 in high school. Like imagine that. Oh no, imagine fucking that. I
2: wasn't even on TV.
1: No, just imagine like if you imagine if we had social media when we were in high school. And we had, like, thought it was all private, and we're writing shit back and forth to each other. I would just have been perving out.
2: I would just be DMing chicks, like, let me see your boobs.
1: Oh, yeah, or talking to your buddies about some chicks' boobs in school, or how you want to fuck some some chicken school or have some teacher was you want to bang some teacher or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And then i would be like, oh, what's this? This guy's fucking sexually perverted. He wants to like this. Check it out. He <laughs> wants to fucking rape the art teacher. Looking <laughs> wants to fucking stick his dick in their head teacher's ass. Like what what this guy's got to get out of school. Yeah. It, it's fucking it's nuts. And I I still don't know how like so I speak to I go to my I used to go to my kids school and do like the the in, in, inter- Internet Career Day or whatever the hell it was. And the first rule I gave them, these are little kids, like nine ten, like don't use your real name online just like fucking get fake accounts. Don't use your real name because when you're 24, there was that kid. I mean, some of the some of these are semi legit, like that kid who got kicked out of Harvard because they found his racist tweets from high school. Okay, mm-hmm. he was 18. These were when he was 16. So that's a little different. The guy at CNN. He
2: seemed to. Not that he. I don't, I don't know how to feel about that because his his stuff was pretty
1: mean. It was mean, and the, and the SNL guy's stuff was mean too, and he couldn't erase his shit. It was on video uh, from from appearances. But, like, this shit, you got to, like, look at the stuff you can control. And, like, how can you not just erase? So, I, on my Twitter feed, it erases after everything's older than three months or six months, it erases automatically. So, it, just, it took hmm. one second to click that uh, to click that option from one of these third-party things. Note to self. Yes. Well, why do you need? And it sort of erased, like, 4,000 tweets, like, within 30 seconds. Right. You don't need your old tweets. It's not like you're going to, like, do a book of your old tweet, Matt's. Matt's old tweets, like, 1995. Like, they're like, uh, can I just look yeah, at those on Twitter? Can't it's just all utter horse shit can't, anyway. And yeah. can I just look at those on Twitter for free? Like, I don't understand that. Like So why would you not delete your tweets? It's going to get you in fucking... I mean, it's Kevin Hart. It's anybody. Everybody puts shit out there, even when they're older. Why would you not delete it? And then second, why is the fucking Des Moines Register going after a guy randomly who's raised $1.6 million for, for Children's Hospital charity?
2: It's pretty weird. It, it is strange. I mean, when you talk to the kids about the fake name, which I think is a good idea, like I'm picturing myself having a kid, try and mold him into like uh, a guy that gets a ton of ass. Yeah. Um, so that's your dream. I, I want to be like, yeah, you just, may just
1: pull the condom off one day just for that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: be like, yeah, be the guy that's too good for social media. Yeah. Like when people are like, what's your Instagram? Just do a real smug like. I don't have it. Yes, I'm not on that shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. That will th- they'll start blowing you. You think so? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think you're better off doing the buff <laughs> pictures online and sharing, <laughs> telling the girls are hot in DMs and stuff like that. That's it's still works, a pretty
2: but- sick like Eddie Vetter type of move though, mm-hmm. just to be like, no, nah, I don't. You know, I don't fuck with
1: that. Yeah, but you couldn't be, you couldn't do Eddie Vedder moves until you actually had sold your first 5 million albums. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just a creepy <laughs> guy. <laughs> you're just a fucking... Like Kurt Cobain, I, you and I talked about this before. If he wasn't successful like financially and, and commercially successful, he would just be the biggest asshole loser everybody ever knew. Yeah. So there's a difference. Once, you, yeah, once you've made your millions in your set, then you can do cool Eddie Vedder moves. But until then, you got to put your son on Instagram trying to get ass, because there's so much ass on yeah. Instagram.
2: I mean, there's, there's so much ass... That it does allow for various strategies,
1: but I think the sort
2: of poetic, um, y- you know, northwestern possible serial killer type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to have a kid just to show them all all the ways to get laid.
1: Yeah, you could go through little league parents, man. Little league moms, single moms. I don't know if they'd be into my whole agenda. Uh, yeah, actually, probably not. No, <laughs> they're not. They're 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 sapiosexual. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not sure they'd go for that. <laughs> All right, that's our show for today. Another shout-out to Austin and Richmond. Mega superfan. I hope he's a, a paying mega super fan on Patreon.com. I'll check that out afterwards. I'm pulling these, pulling these shout-outs back. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote from today, uh, this week? Anything you're working on? No. You're taking over the Ed Buck trade in West Hollywood. If anyone's looking for a three hundred buck easy three hundred, I'm basically Ed Buck, except instead of uh, black
2: male prostitutes yes. and meth, yeah, I just like to get chicks drunk tequila, and, uh, tequila. I like tequila, silver tequila. I'm very consensually with tequila. It turns out they just want to drink it anyway. So, yes. uh, yeah, that, that seems to work pretty. How well. much?
1: Uh, by the way, I'm, I I don't know the meth prices in West Hollywood. How much does like an overdose amount of meth cost you? I have no idea. I, I bet you it's not very much. So. Now nah, I would think it's like twenty bucks, right? Probably could well, kill isn't you. Isn't
2: that the whole point of meth? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, only it know from
1: Breaking Bad. That's all I know. It seems like we are making a lot of money.
2: We could make meth right now out of like what's under your sink. We get some Clorox, Pine Saw.
1: Let's do it. These are all American-made
2: products. No, you're
1: missing the new thing. Is uh, uh, I want to do fake uh, vaping cartridges. That's where all the money is now.
2: I had a thought, and I have no proof of this, that someone at Philip Morris has been lacing. The vapor cartridges oh, with poison.
1: Absolutely. No, no they're really cutting that. into that market. I have no doubt about that. You mean that all the states that are uh, banning uh, e-cigarettes but keeping regular cigarettes legal, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the ones that kill you? <laughs> like I'm glad you agree with me. I, yeah. I have no way to prove it, but I just know it's true. Well, I don't know that they're actually poisoning. I think they're allowing the black market to work its own magic. But I think what they are doing is giving a lot of money to politicians who are now banning e-cigarettes. Yeah, using that as an excuse to ban e-cigarettes, and then meanwhile, which is like if you're a totalitarian about like smoking deaths. How would you not ban cigarettes? I don't understand. Like how the thing that kills like a thousand times more people than anything else. How do you not ban that and then go after like the micro market of death?
2: Yeah, which I imagine, even though no one's like overdosing on cigarettes (laughs) as they are with the with the jewel. Factoring in those deaths, I'm sure it's still safer than smoking cigarettes on a oh way drawn out basis. Yeah, way I mean.
1: Well, first of all, if you're buying, so I saw the guys in Wisconsin, they got, they got busted. These guys were making like 3,000 fake vaping, vaping cartridges a day, were like mixed with all this shit, and they were selling their shit like in grocery store parking lots and stuff like that. In California, they can just sell them in unlicensed dispensaries, but in, in Wisconsin, where it's illegal, weeds are illegal, they sell them like in fucking grocery store parking lots to people off Craigslist and stuff. Like, if you're buying any product in a parking lot, there's a good chance you're going to die. It doesn't even need to be a drug. I mean, it could be anything. You're going to die.
2: That's a good point.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could just sell merchandise on Craigslist and meet people to buy your stereo, and they're going to kill you. (laughs) More people die that way. Yeah, I
2: mean, would you eat something? Would you eat a burrito that you bought in a parking lot? (laughs) No. So why would you put it up your fucking nose?
1: No. And by the way, I I like to point this out still, since I'm I'm very pro-weed, is that more people have still died from eating Chipotle than have died from vaping. So, and nobody outlawed burritos, dude. No one said, like, get rid of fucking burritos. They didn't, they didn't even outlaw Chipotle. They just said, okay, here's a fine of like $100,000 and keep making, your, keep making your shit.
2: See, I only knew a few things when I moved uh, from Alaska to Seattle, and then I learned some more things from Seattle to L.A., even though it was quite well-traveled in the States. Jack in the Box, I assumed after they killed a bunch of kids, yeah, that they went out of business? Oh, with
1: the E. coli.
2: Yeah, no, because that was like a big news story. So I I only knew Jack in the Box. I thought it was like there were three locations or something. Right. So I'm like, why would people still go here? (laughs) There's still Jack in the Box? (laughs) Yeah, right. I feel like 17 people died from E. coli. Haven't been to this day. And Ralph's, the grocery store chain of Kroger, I thought, because in the... Northwest, it's called Safeway, same company. Yeah, I don't right. know why it has two different names. Probably to make they've it all bought body- each other. Well, they've like all bought body- Yeah, probably. But I thought Ralph's because the Big Lebowski is like my favorite movie. And I thought that was like a kitschy joke right. that the grocery store had such an unattractive name. <laughs> right. And I was like, Oh, Ralph's is actually a real thing. I yes. did not know that.
1: I love Ralph. Anyway, I got nothing to promote. All right, nothing 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 to sell yourself on, nothing going on this week. We check out mattralston.net for more. Uh, well, I got, sexual I, got fetish s- shit. I
2: got some shit going on. I just I don't want to jinx it, but uh, you it's can. It's illegal
1: illegal shit. I know you already talked about fucking. It's Greta Thunberg, man. I don't know how. Well, There's a couple cows I got, kind
2: of bottom on the black market. Uh, anyway, yeah, mattralston.net. I got nothing. All right, can, go to Twitter at Matthew Ralston. I don't I don't have enough. Twitter
1: I thought you're anti Twitter. weren't you anti Twitter? I don't
2: use it. I just I think a lot of the chicks that I'm banging kind of like somehow find out my last name. I don't. I try and not tell them, and then they look at the Twitter. So anyway, I just want to have more followers. I'm suspended.
1: I'm so currently suspended on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So for I, I, by the way, I don't understand like how you can't you like
2: you called someone an Uncle Tom.
1: Yeah, but listen. Uh, uh, well, I didn't call them. I used the term Uncle Tom, but how do they know? Here's what I understand. It's all AI, right? It's all computer generated shit like that. I think someone complains, it starts a chain. But how do they know if you're using like the term racist or Uncle Tom? How do they know if you're like. A black, active like fucking Cornell, whatever his name is, from fucking Harvard, and you're like you're you're using it in the terms of like some sort of critical comment, mm-hmm. versus like some jackass like me using the same term. How do they like? How do they actually get the context of you're using these terms? It could be racist, but could also be used for. They action.
2: don't. I think they get it wrong like most of the time.
1: Yeah, but I also think they don't like fucking uh, Cornell West. So I don't think they fucking taking his Twitter account away when he does it, <laughs> or like a prominent like person in. You know, on the right side of the issue is not just a fucking dumbass comedian. Right. I think they they must know the account type, and then they suspend you.
2: You know, Twitter's actually remember your idea of having like an anything goes Twitter. Yeah. And like a PG Twitter. Yeah. I think Twitter's actually considering doing that. Really, based on your suggestion.
1: Where you sign a waiver and say you can't be offended by anything? Yeah, it's just, just like if ra- you want
2: to be a bitch, just go on, on fucking bitch Twitter.
1: Yeah, but you know what's going to happen on bitch Twitter? It's going to be fucking just racist shit left and right. So I'm it sure will be, be, but it's your choice. It's just me fucking, fucking 4chan. All right, this is Lex, Last minute. Earth. Talk to you next week. We're on a planet that has a problem.
0: We've got to solve it, get involved and do-